pet lovers, and welcome to Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub. I'm Lorraine Clements, and today we're talking about keeping track and watching those fur kids while you are away from home. I'm super excited to introduce you to Janae Johnson. I met her last year at the NABC Veterinary Innovation Summit in Kansas City. It seems like forever ago, but when I met her, we were sitting out there in the lobby of all these innovative companies, and her device was out there, and I just thought, wow, this is a really great idea. So I've been watching her. I know that since I've talked to her last, she's had a lot of stuff going on. So I can't wait for her to update me. And I've asked her to come on the show and break down, you know, her founding story. Like, how'd she come up with this idea? What problems she's looking to solve? And just talk generally about what it's like to be a tech innovator in the pet space. So stick around, short little break, and then we are going to talk to Janae Johnson. Thank you for coming on to the show, Janae. Super excited to have you here. Let me first start off by saying, I really love the idea of your prototype. Now, all I saw in Kansas City was the prototype. So I would love it if you can kind of describe what it is. I mean, and from what I saw before, it really captures exactly what we're trying to do with Pet Hub, which is keep every family's pets happy, safe, and home for the rest of their lives. And Talk about keeping them safe and home kind of fits in perfectly with that. And it also seems to be a great product for modern pet parents, but I would love it if you could just kind of introduce yourself and just describe like, what is this interplay device that I'm talking about? Again, Lolo, thank you, Lauren, for having me on. Very excited to be here and talk more about Interplay. So, of course, my name is Jonay Johnson. I'm the founder and CEO of Interplay. And at Interplay, we create remote creating experiences for dog parents with our product, the Playtouch. So with the Interplay Playtouch, they'll be able to interact and care for their dog from their phone while they're away from home. So with our product, they can dispense food and water to their dog, see and talk to their dog, and play music and sounds all from their phone while away via the Interplay app. So how it works is they will install our device. So the Interplay play test their existing dog crate, but we also have a stand that we sell separately for those who don't crate. Then they'll download the Interplay app, connect the device, then from a clickable button, they'll be able to interact with their dog. And what I love about this is so a lot of us do crate our dogs when we're away from home, because as much as we would love to be able to trust them, we just can't. <laughs> they, need, they, they need to be, I mean, like we have a fabulous Boston Terrier who's generally delightful, but she only seems to chew on things she shouldn't chew on when we're not home, whether it be anxiety or whatever, we're not sure. But I love the idea of being able to see her and interact with her and then also mm-hmm. get her food and water while we're away. So people are listening to this. So you can t- describe the device. I mean, when I first saw it, it was very much in prototype form. I don't know how much it has evolved since then. So I don't want to describe what I saw. Uh, yeah. But if you could kind of just describe, you know, what does this look like? What does a crate device look like? Yeah, so it's essentially a food and water just like we all seen, most of us have seen food dispensers. So it's a food dispenser on steroids. So it's a combination of the food, the water, and then also we have a, a unique, more modern luxury design that we're aiming towards as we continue to develop and build out the product. The one I saw physically, there's part of it that's in the crate and then part of it's on the external part of the crate. Like I guess the mechanics are part of, on the external part of the crate. And so how, how big is it physically? Like, could I have it in her small dog crate or would I need to have a larger dog crate? How, how physically big is it? 
if you have a small crate, it's about half the size of the door, essentially. But yeah, the food and water dispensers are now on, outs on the outside of the crate, and then it attaches to the food and water bowls, which would be on the inside. So it's kind of a, a little different from what you've seen with the prototype, uh, but it's a more refined improvement that hopefully will keep the dog from trying to get inside those dispensers since it's outside of the crate. Yeah, I mean, I know that that's one of the things that like, you wouldn't want to leave them. So a lot of the the food dispensers and the and water dispensers they're either huge, <laughs> um, so yeah. you can't really put them in the uh, actual crate. But you also don't want them chewing on the cords or you know knocking them over and stuff. So have something that physically secure to the crate. I can see how that's like such a great idea. But I would love it. I kind of jumped ahead. How'd you get this idea? Why'd this come up? I'd like to hear your founder story. You know, how'd you come up with this idea and say like, hey, you know what? I'm going to build this thing. Yeah, definitely. So it was actually my senior year in high school, and I was taking a bridge class. I was taking a college class while in high school. I used to travel over to the college, um, but yeah, the college there. And I was working on the semester long project. So she gave us this task to work on a semester long project. I could develop a business model around it. It just had to be, it could be whatever we wanted to be. So most people were already working on things that they were familiar with and such, but I always wanted to think outside the box and work on something innovative and creative that could keep my attention for the longevity of the semester. So I thought about my aunt and she was always away from home and she would also always leave family events early to rush home and care for her dog. So I'm like, you know, this would be awesome if she could do this from her phone while she's away. And that's when the idea for Interplay was born. Has she tried it out? Has she actually gotten to try out the prototypes? Not yet, but she definitely will once we finish um, finding our final design uh, for the beta. Well, talk about that. So, you know, having developed product myself, particularly in the tech space, there's all these things that you don't think about, especially if it's not like something you're used to doing. And so I would mm -hmm. love it if you can kind of talk about all those challenges that come from developing a product from scratch. And then this, this process of prototyping and, and testing and iterating, and it can be super intense. So I'd love if you can kind yeah. of chat about like, what's that process been like for you? Yeah, so definitely. Um, it's been a process. It's been a time learning process for me, especially as a young founder. So I kind of jumped into a lot of something that I wasn't familiar with, but definitely was able to surround myself with a lot of mentors and advisors who've been able to guide me. But what I can say, you definitely need a growth mindset as you're going through this process, because as you mentioned, it's going to be a lot of iterations, a lot of different testing. It's going to be a lot of failures and things that you're going to have to pivot from. Your initial brainstorm might not work, but you can still get it to work. You just have to continue building it out and kind of test it and until you get to that kind of final, I guess, MVP or version that you're ready to actually release to users and feel comfortable with it getting in their hands. And then hopefully that's the version that you can go to market with after some final tests. But we've been a, a complete testimony to that because I actually started out as a dog crate. So we were building out the crates and everything and uh, had all of the components built into a crate. We had a nice, unique design for the crate itself. But then, of course, as I continued progressing and looked towards scaling and making manufacturing, I realized that the pricing would be astronomical and something that I did not even want to bring to my customers at all. So I realized that it would be more feasible and scalable as we look to penetrate the market. Yeah, those coming up with that MVP and then thinking like, okay, I got to think long-term and I love the words that, you know, feasible and scalable. That's like one of the questions that we're always saying like, okay, yeah, we did this in one. It looks awesome. But seriously, like we have to make like thousands and thousands of these. Is that going to be something we can do? And then you got to look at things like shipping and all those kind of things. And and so so now I guess what I'm understanding is it's a, it's a standalone product that you can put into any kind of crate. 
Yeah, so right now we're targeting more of those wire, the, the standard crate that you see uh, that's more popular homes, the black kind of fence design. That's what it's most compatible with now that we've done testing with. But we're also working towards getting other types of crates as well to see if our product can work with it with that too. Oh, that's fantastic. Because there's a lot of really unique designs out there mm-hmm. for crates and, and it would be super awesome if you could find a way to integrate with with some of these these um you know really cutting edge crate companies too i think that that would be fantastic so is it battery operated is it plug-in like how does the mechanics of it work yeah so right now is plug-in uh we the, one of the prototypes were battery operated but then as we continue kind of building out and like going through the process, we realized that it would be a lot easier to have it just as the plug-in on our end and also probably the consumer's end as well. So they didn't have to continue worrying about charging it and such. And then we realized that with this unit, they probably won't move it much. So a plug-in would be ideal. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, other than the only thing that with plug-ins devices that we have here is making sure that our cat doesn't chew on them. But, um, (laughs) you know, once you've dealt with that issue, I think it can be great. Now, I know that this kind of question is often proprietary, but can you can you chat a little bit about like, so what's the future? What can we expect to see? And when can we expect to see something come out? Yeah, so I'm planning to launch the Kickstarter at the end of May this year, where we will be selling the product through pre-sales. But of course, that's contingent upon us uh, going through beta and uh, selecting a manufacturer to work with and getting those timelines aligned with our timeline. So that's what I have today on the calendar. It could be sooner, it could be slightly later, but I'm really confident in uh, making sure that we do get that out in May. That's exciting. It's, it's, it's always like super thrilling. And when you do get that out, make sure you let us know because we can always throw a link out on our social media and everything like that. Definitely. So I'd love to just I'm imagining that people that are listening are curious, want to learn a little bit about you. So you mentioned you came up with this idea in high school. Yes. And I mean, I know you're a young whippersnapper. You don't have to tell me your exact age, but, um, you know, (laughs) but how long have you been working on this? And and is this your full-time gig or is this something that, that is just a passion play for you and you're, you're still, you know, going to school or doing other things? Yeah, so I love that. Love that question. So thankfully, I majored in entrepreneurship. So while we were, while I was working on projects throughout class, I was able to use my company as an idea and kind of something that I could work and chug along. So I was able to get a lot of feedback from professors and such, and also get credits for working on my company as well. So it was um, that was an advantage there. But um, I recently graduated in May of 2021, but I did graduate early in three years. So that kind of tells my age there a little bit, but uh, I started working on it in 2019. That's officially when I uh, started working heavy on Interplay is when I was accepted into the e-scholars program at UMC. AC, the University of Missouri, Kansas City. And what that program is, they essentially help you take your company from idea stage to a viable business proposition by the time you uh, end the program. So I went through the program twice, and that really set the foundation for not only where I am with my company in terms of getting everything in line from our marketing plan, financial projections, and, and such, our pitch deck together, but also entering the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Kansas City. So they really played a key role for me to be able to get involved in that manner uh there so from from that once i uh graduated completed the east houses program i was actually selected as the 2020 umkc student entrepreneur of the year there so that was always a fun and exciting achievement there and uh post-graduation i 
was a product management intern at H&R Block. And then from there, immediately after the internship, I was fortunate enough to land a position as a program manager at my current role, Launch Code. So that's what I do full time, but I also am heavy at working um, on Interplay too. I feel like it's almost two full-time jobs uh, as Interplay starts to pick up, but right now I'll say it's part-time, but I am looking to hopefully make that transition to full-time to Interplay uh, once we do have a successful Kickstarter campaign um, in May, so. I love it. Can you talk a little bit about, I mean, you're young, you're female, talk a little bit about like, are there any challenges that you have had that you're like, people maybe don't take you seriously? When, when oh yeah, this definitely. Oh, I love this question because in the beginning for me, when I was coming to one of my advisors, one of my advisors that's helped me along this way, she initially didn't want to work with me because she viewed my uh, company as a school project. So she mm-hmm. said it was a school project and she wasn't really sure, you know, if it would go anywhere. And then also told me essentially not to quit my day job or, or drop out or anything and not to put all my eggs in one basket there. So although that was a little demotivating for me at the time, because, you know, this is someone I'm looking to, to give me advice for the company, you're essentially mm-hmm. telling me this is something I probably shouldn't, you know, focus too heavy on. But um, it did also give me kind of light of fuel to my flame um, there because I'm like, you know what, um, it's something I'm actually serious about. This isn't just a hobby for me. This is something that I do see um, me bringing into fruition later down the road. And I just really wanted to surround myself by people who saw that vision as well. But I know one major challenge for me uh, was being a non-tech founder, a solo founder working on a tech-heavy product that's IoT that includes both software and hardware. So, of course, uh, I couldn't have just an easy entry or keep it simplified as I entered the tech space. I came in as complex as possible with combining both software and hardware. So I'm learning both ends while working to try to uh, make sure this product gets launched on the market. But I've been fortunate enough to have a team, a development team, and also a hardware team who have not only um, been um, working with me despite, you know, my age and and usefulness and believing in the vision, but also kind of teaching me and guiding me and providing me with advice and insight along the way, rather than just building out there, explaining what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing what they're doing. So that's been uh, extremely helpful for me as I enter the tech space. You're a lot like me in that. Like every time somebody says, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you don't belong here. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, watch me (laughs) (laughs) because I know when I first came into, uh, with pet hub and you know, I was the only woman in the room. I remember Mm -hmm. very distinctly sitting in the room in Issaquah, Washington and, and all these guys that were, you know, from Microsoft and Amazon and, and had been all these, you know, super high tech positions that were, you know, part of building the initial part of pet hub. And I would say something and they would be like, yeah, you just don't understand Lorian. And they would try to talk over me. And I kept stopping them and saying, wait, you know, I'm a part of this Um, and just kept, you know, bulldogging forward as it were Uh, (laughs) and keep at it because now I'm the CEO, (laughs) you know? And so it's one of those things, keep at it. And uh, I I also, I got to say, just, I'm thrilled to get to talk to young folks like you. It's a lot different than it was when I, back in the day when I was in college and and getting started out, especially for young women, let's be honest, to get into that uh, space. Really, it was so, so difficult to get anybody to take you seriously. And I love that you are out there and you're, you're making it happen. Talk a little bit about your future of pet ownership and how you feel like interplay and can fit in there. 
Oh, I love this question because there's so many different things. Like interplay, interplay play tags is just the uh, entry point in the beginning of uh, what I have planned and what all interplay can do within the near future. Because as pet ownership continues to rise and we've seen the spike with uh, COVID and I think it's going to continue to grow from there. And we're transitioning from when people are viewing, you know, their dogs or pets as kind of, especially the as somebody who belongs outdoors or, you know, living in a dog house or in the yard and starting to bring them in the home, kind of loving them like their own child. So as we transition from that and, and we uh, evolve to the more so humanization of pets, I think there's so much we can do um, with interplay and kind of tapping into that market of the humanization of dogs and just really making it easier for the pet parents to interact and care for their dog and stay connected to their pet along the way and throughout their pet ownership journey. So as pet ownership continues to rise, I see interplay rising as well. That's awesome. All right. Tell people, now I know you don't have product yet, yet but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening like, okay, I, I want to see where this goes. So they're right. going to want to follow you and they're going to want to, you know, when your Kickstarter comes out, they're definitely going to want to check it out. So tell people, people how they can learn more about you. Definitely. So if you're interested in learning more about Interplay, you can visit our website at www.gointerplay.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Go Interplay and Twitter at Go Interplay One. So that's where we post and keep our followers updated on the latest development of our product and uh, the newest updates. So especially even when you go on the website, I encourage you to subscribe because the people who are subscribed are the first ones to know about the latest updates and also when we officially launch and then they even receive some perks as well. That's exciting. Well, and I can't wait till you get launched. As soon as you do get launched, come back and chat with us here at Pet Hub and we'll see if I get yet some airtime there as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jonay. It's just been uh, really exciting to get to hear about you and your journey. And I'm a big fan and I can't wait to see where this goes. And more importantly, where you go, because I have a feeling you are a rising star in the pet and tech industry. And I'm looking forward to watching that journey. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And everybody, I'm going to remind you where you can go if you're interested in learning more about Interplay. Head on over to their website, www.gointerplay.com. That's gointerplay.com. And they're also on all of your favorite social media platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Pet Lover Geek, powered by Pet Hub.